This is about what the past, how the past impinges any past, and about how to get over that, and how not to be a victim of history. Episode 5 of Best Left in the Past. I'm Kate Longley, here with my co-host, Max Bienkowski. Hi. I said hi, but <laughs> what do you want from me? Sorry we've been a little bit off the uh, grid. It's because I've been a little bit poorly, you've been a little bit busy. Yeah. Uh, but this has been quite a well-researched episode, so... I hope so. It's hope worthwhile. It's worthwhile. We've spent a little bit of extra time. Um, I was poorly last week, like I said, and today I'm literally just hungover, so... That's fine. Hungover is okay. Poorly. You don't want to be sitting doing a podcast when you're not feeling very well. No. I was dying of the plague, is what I told my mum. I literally rang my mum while she was in Cyprus and was like, Mum, Mum, I'm dying. I've got the plague. <laughs> you didn't have the plague, though, did you? I might have. And she was like, yes. Anyway, so Cyprus, I was like, yes, but Mum, Mum, the plague, I'm falling. <laughs> I'm fine now. Good. It wasn't. It was a cold. I thought it might have been a cold, not the plague. It was probably touch and go for a bit though, wasn't it? It was really touch and go. Yeah. Yeah, really poorly. So yeah, that's our um, topic of the week. Yeah. But before we get into it, sorry. Oh no, I was just going to say, yeah, the Black Death is what we'll be looking yeah, at. Yeah, the Black Death, sorry. Because the plague is like a broad thing we covered, yeah, but we'll so get into specifically, that. Specifically, yeah. Mr. Historian here will tell you all about the air. Uh, don't worry, he'll correct you and he'll correct me. <laughs> I wasn't correcting you, I was mm. just... <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, nothing. Well, I mean, I've been busy with the last couple of weeks of uh, term. term. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the students finishing off and stuff now. So uh, that was fun. That was nice. They did some presentations for me. They all did very well. I don't know if any of them listened to it, but history, etc. Yeah. You should have told them to listen to it. Have you not told students to listen to this? No, because they'll see that I'm sweary and. Mm, they know you're a human. Maybe tell them now. Send them an email now. You're not their teacher anymore. What and get them to listen to it? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Anybody. Get everyone to listen to it. <laughs> just send like a yeah. to all history at Leeds yeah. University. Just send, just hashtag history I'll get a million angry emails about that. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that yeah. Was good. That Let's was so good. Let's talk about that because Guardians of the Galaxy was wonderful. So wonderful. Everyone should see that. That's yeah. just a nice film. Even if you don't like comic book movies, Guardians of the Galaxy is... Yeah, because Kate Longley doesn't really like comic book movies apart from the Avengers. No, you don't, do you? No, I like Logan. Logan, yeah. Logan was... <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, I'm glad you're fine. <laughs> I am fine. Are you fine? Yeah, I'm fine. This week, I I always do my little podcast of the week, don't I? I always like to give shout-outs to the podcast, probably in, like, hope that somebody will one day be like, oh, I believe this is a really great podcast. Ah. Maybe they do, and we're just not listening Maybe. to their podcasts. Uh, small Town Murders. So good. Feels your little true crime. Yeah, oh, because I love true crime. Don't know if you know that about me. I'm so spoopy. Creepy. Creepy. Creepy, yeah. Um, but it's good. It's two comedians and they go to the smallest, smallest, small towns I can find in America. We're talking like, you know, square, one square mile towns. You've listened to a couple, haven't you? That yeah, amazing. they are like very that. good. Uh and talk about the most horrendous things that have happened there over the years and it's so good and they do a little bit at the beginning where they talk about like the town and you know the crime rates what people are like there the 
in unemployment rates, everything, it gives you such a good basis for the, yeah, I think the rest I, of the podcast. It's really clever and they get right into it and it's just so good. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing I enjoy most about it. It's like the deep demographics that they actually get into yeah. to, because then you get a real sense of what that place is like. Yeah, it really does rather than being like, oh yeah, some hick town or whatever. Yeah, because like that's... Deep south. And they're not all, like they had some, you know, one up who was in a... Uh, yeah, some like, of them uh, aren't, yeah. New York, not New York, but the uh, state of New York right up in the... Um, that Tisco one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so good. So, which then I was saying to you, it inspired me because I, I just, you know, as you do, sat home, Googled local murders because I was like, you know, what happens around here? Yeah, small village, West Yorkshire. What happens? And then I was like, I was thinking, I was like, I was thinking, God, I don't even know who I am, what I'm saying. Let me start again. I was thinking how murders here, you never hear about anything really cool. Not that murder is cool, but some of the things you hear from America I'm always like what he did what then what happened sometimes it makes me feel good that that stuff well, happens yeah, in America well yeah you here. don't you know there was a horrific one in, in Pudsey that's recent yeah, yeah. so I want to talk about that it's very recent um, not a nice one but anyway I googled local murders and um, I guess when you google and you've got your geo thing on it, it brought up all kinds of weird stuff mm-hmm. and it brought up about a man called Walter Carverley yeah. who's named after Carvely, where we well, sit right now. No, yeah. he'll... It's, they'll have named Carvely after them, right? Yeah, I think that was right, right? Carvely, where we are now, is named after his yeah. family. Yeah. So right now we sit in Carvely, which is a tiny little village sort of between the borders of Leeds and Bradford in West Yorkshire, England, UK. And, um... Excuse me. Uh, so, and literally, uh, a building just uh, 200 yards from here? No, a bit more than that. Just over yeah, the way. Yeah, it's very um, close. It's called, it's called Carvely Hall, and you can actually stay there. Turns out something pretty terrible happened there years and years ago. Yeah. Best left in the past. Best left in the past, and it was, because I didn't know about it. Yeah. So... It's not really on the sort of tourist information thing for Calvary, no, is it? No. Like, we're looking at, uh, you know, you've got the Calvary Victoria Park board with a Welcome to Calvary sign on it. And, yeah, it's not like... <laughs> and, by the way, 300 yards that way was a bunch of bad stuff. <laughs> no, it's not on the tourist board for Calvary. They don't mention it in the squawker. The squawker? squawker? No, the squeaker. The squeaker, sorry. It's their little newspaper you get for this area for, like, um, LS28. Yeah, that's free advertising for them. But then they're yeah. a free magazine, so I don't think we're going to get any money from them. I think they can. No. Anyway, maybe they'll put a little um, poster in the squeaker for us about our podcast. Anyway, so... Walter Carvalho was born to William and uh, Catherine Carvalho. In a, I actually couldn't find the date of birth. I've got his date of death. Sometimes you have that. When is this? What? what, what oh, sorry, we're in when? the fifty. We're like late fifteen hundreds. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you might not have date no. of birth. Like sometimes it's not something that's always recorded. No, like, we've got. For, I mean, I know. Like last week, Old Grove Kiev is a little bit earlier. Mm. Well, like five hundred years earlier. We yeah. don't have her date of birth. So yeah, it's late late fifteen hundreds. Um. So yeah. He so Walter Cavalier's born William Catherine. Um, oh, William and Catherine, they're the royals currently. They are. Um, f- and his father died in 1572 when he was just a boy. So that okay. gives you a good so, yeah, idea he's, of he's youngish. Yeah, yeah 1560s, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, he then inherited land all around this local area that we're in now, including Burley, Morfdale, Fagley, Farsley, Eccles Hill, Bolton, and Seacroft. So all places that exist now so he had all this land in all these different places yeah. um, so I'm guessing this family this Carvely family were pretty hot shit they had a lot of money yeah, a lot wealthy, of land yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so he, a bit of background, he studied for a short time at Cambridge. Yeah. Uh, he didn't get a degree in anything. He seems like it, well, we'll get into him, but he... <laughs> Wait, so he went went to Cambridge and just didn't... No, he said nothing. he didn't, he didn't come out with a degree, he just kind of went, studied for a bit and that was it. I mean, I'm not a sort of historian of how universities work, but I guess like that's, like university education was kind of like something you stuck at for a long time and yeah. like it was you took a long time getting your degree it doesn't seem like he really did that but you'll probably find you'll find just in a short moment you'll find out a little bit more about him and I don't think he was a good dude no um, so he yeah, studied there he became engaged to a local Yorkshire woman yeah um, around the same time she was there as well or he met her in Yorkshire I don't really know but he was engaged, he was very much in love with her. She wasn't wealthy or anything like that, she was just a regular woman. Um, sorry, after he died, he was adopted, this is important, he was adopted by a relative of William Brooke, the 10th Baron of Cobburn. I don't know who that is. Oh, after his dad died. After his died. dad died, yeah. sorry. He was adopted by this a relative of this Baron of Cobham, which is important. Cobham? Cobham. C-O-B-H-A-M. What was in Cobham in Surrey? Must be, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's where uh, my uh, mum's side of the family live. There you go. There you go. I think so. Um, anyway, so I'm sort of such a good researcher, as you can tell. But I just want to get to the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. I think that's important, and I'll, you'll know why in a minute. Um, so he was encouraged by this relative to break off his engagement and marry a gr- the granddaughter of one of the other relatives of this. Cobham family, yeah. This family from Cobham, where uh, the granddaughter of one of like one of the lords or something. So I think that's a bit weird. I don't really know why he did that. Encouraged that. I don't know if that was something to do with getting him married into his family. Yeah, it'll be inheritance and stuff yeah, like I that. Think, yeah, like, he was adopted by it. Like you keep all yeah, the money. In the yeah, family. so he had adopted this young young lad and he was encouraging him to marry into his family. Yeah, a bit so, dodgy to me is that. Well, no, this is kind of what happens. Like people want to, mm. you know, keep wealth and power mm. amongst themselves. Like marriage during the middle ages and early modern period was a great sort of tool yeah, to be able to like from like uh, the other one we did yeah yeah Olga you know send all the suitors because people want to be married to her like it's marriage is like not really about love in the middle ages for aristocracy at least it's no. about you know cementing your own power yeah yeah it's depressing um, <laughs> <laughs> he so he broke his engagement off and he, he married this granddaughter yeah. Of the Lord of Cobham. He uh, then returned to Yorkshire with her and yeah. resided in Carverley Hall. So this is the building I'm talking about, which is still across the way here. And you can, I think it's a rental actually. It's got rooms you can rent. Yeah. Hmm, you might not want to in a minute, you'll know why. So he um, returned with her. He was said to dislike her. He disliked his wife and he became um, committed and invested into a life of drinking and gambling. So he was an unhappy man, wasn't in this happy marriage, being forced to marry or whatever. Uh, but he did have three kids with her. Yeah. So that's kind of standard. Yeah. So he had these three. How many people kids. nowadays have children with people they're not happy with? So. Oh God! Everybody knows they're all miserable. Um, so it get into so I don't know how old he is now. It must be in sixteen or five. We are now. Yeah. So he's going to be like forty. Yeah. Forty-five ish. Yeah, yeah. So it comes. He gets news that back in Cambridge, a student. Was arrest- is arrested for um, owing a debt. Yeah. It turns out that uh, Walter, Walter Calvary, is actually responsible for this debt. Oh, from all that time ago? Yeah. 
So this some, for some reason, obviously these details are very difficult to find, but you know it's all just what's recorded. But it says that you know this he goes into a drunken frenzy at this. I don't know if he's panicking because he's gonna. I don't know. Yeah. Is the police gonna come get him? He's obviously he's a, he's a drunk. He's a gambler. He is not a nice man. He proceeds to kill two out of his three children in this building. Lovely. This home that's just up here. Uh, he so he kills them. One is only uh, they're f- ages four and eighteen months. Oh God! Yeah. So babies, well, baby and a child. He uh, stabs his wife, but her, w- her wounds aren't fatal, and she survives. Okay. He leaves the house and he gets on his horse, which I think I don't know why that's so funny. And <laughs> um, it said that. So he gets to go find the kid, which they said was a nurse. So I'm guessing like a, n- a nursery, or I don't no, know. No, it would be like a nursemaid would. Ah, okay. May have had him somewhere. I don't know. If he's gone on a horse to find, usually like these nursemaids would stay. In no, the, house. the nursemaid's out with this baby oh, somewhere. Okay. I don't know where. So they, he rides off to go kill his third kid. I don't know, it's maybe something to do with money and inheritance again. Maybe he doesn't want his children anymore because he wants all his money. I don't know. He sounds a bit mad to me. Um, he is apprehended on the way yeah by um, a, bar- a barrister no not a barrister another somebody he's apprehended anyway they catch him and they take him into uh, Wakefield Prison yeah so not far Wakefield Prison still stands today yeah if it's the same one probably rebuilt yeah but okay it doesn't stand but Wakefield <laughs> yeah. Prison sort of thing a um, lot of uh, so it's a proper naughty person prison isn't naughty it naughty person where the bad men go. I know everybody's naughty when they're in prison, but I mean, like, yeah, like Ian Watkins go there for a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. He's not there anymore, but he was there for a bit, I'm sure. Corrections corner, I mean, next week, if that's incorrect, but I think that's where he went. Yeah. And um, Ian Huntley, maybe. Oh, lovely. Point. I don't know. All I might the, be lying, All the nice, nice guys. We can check that, yeah. So it was for naughty people, the real naughty people. So he goes to um, Wakefield Prison, and this is all 1605 now. Later that year, he uh, goes to trial in York. Yeah. This is also very grim. This is good. So he, you know, he's he refuses to plead anything. Yeah. So the punishment for refusing to plead, I didn't realise, is pretty horrendous. And this is specific to that, is that you are, well, you're at, I think it was... This is a torture method and a method of death so it's kind of interesting really so if you refuse to plead you would be crushed until you would say yeah you've done it or you haven't done it he didn't so he was essentially crushed to death oh nice or pressed to death is what's documented I had a look at what pressing is and how they do it and I knew it from a, an episode of the last podcast where they talked about worst ways to die, I know one of them, the one, one way of crushing someone is by under the foot of an elephant on a stone. Yeah. I Lovely. don't think that's what we'll have done here. No, I don't think we would have, have any elephants. shipped, shipped in an elephant. But I, imagine, I don't know. It doesn't actually, it doesn't specify how, but he was pressed to yeah. death. So either, usually on your chest. So you would, you know, you'd asphyxiate and die. Yeah, it might have, it's, it might have just been someone standing on a board. Like they yeah. just got the fattest man in yeah. York to. Yeah, basically. So he refused to just to do either. I mean, he meant, I don't know what murder he'd have been. He'd have got capital punishment anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Surely, yeah, yeah. They knew he did it. It was there. You know, he had the knife in his hand, the blood all over, and you know that was it. Yeah. And they knew he'd killed his kids. Yeah, and the guy, O.J. Simpson. 
Let's not go there. If a glove fits, you must acquit. Is that, was that it? If a glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. Yeah. Yeah. Need to watch that. People versus OJ Simpson. Yeah, we got away with it. Well, William... No, Walter. William was someone else. Walter Wal- Carvely did not. No, he got pressed to death. He got pressed to death. His, um... His wife remarried. Yeah. Thank God, poor woman. And his surviving child, because the other child obviously did survive, seemed that he actually grew up to have a really nice life. Oh, that's nice. He inherited everything. Yeah. Himself, and he was he became a royalist. Yeah, because the English Civil War is like forty years down the road from yeah. here. Well, thirty-five years down the road from here. Yeah. So, like, he would have been like if he was a, well, I know if he was a nurse, I don't know he would have been like in his forties, I guess, by the time that yeah. happened. So he. That's well, that nice. wouldn't have ended particularly well for him. The Royalists lost the Civil War, so... Um, uh, well, before, you know, before that he had a nice time. Yeah, had a nice time for 35 years. Yeah, at so, least. you know, at least, and at least his mother. Maybe mother. died in the Civil War. Maybe. Yeah, we'll have to... Let's look into him further, the Calvary family, see what happens yeah, with see, them. Yeah, so... And also, this is really interesting, um, this, it was turned, so it became a couple of bits of different literature did this story. Yeah. And um, a fa- not not so famous, a very early early work, um, by Shakespeare. But it's a bit disputed whether it belongs to William Shakespeare or Thomas Middleton. Yeah. Um, what's it called? A Yorkshire tragedy. It's turned into a play. When was the play written? Um, it was in William Shakespeare's, so it was included in the third and fourth folios of William Shakespeare's work between sixteen sixty four and sixteen eighty five. Is it part of like his official list of works now, or is it like has it says, it been disputed? It's no longer considered to be his work. Yeah. Modern scholarship generally favouring Thomas Middleton. Okay. So, but yeah, it was, it was a play as well, so it was interesting. Yeah, that is story of the time. But people loved that in um, sort of the early modern period, like Elizabethan and Jacobean like plays are often yeah, like yeah, yeah. super super gory, like over the top. Like this, I remember like studying the Duchess of Malfi at A level, and like that. Ensign. Yeah, there's the uh, picture, it's calling it. Very nice. Yeah, I'll put that up later. Yeah, do a little Google for Yorkshire tragedy if you want to find something out about yeah, that. Yeah, it is interesting. And uh, it's got all the scenes here. It might be interesting to read it, actually. Yeah. Because it'll set the scene for you of what actually happened. Maybe we can do that as like a bonus episode, like a reading. Maybe yeah. we could act out the Yorkshire <gasps> tragedy. That'd be so fun Try if we get a couple of mates to do it. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. So when we set up a Patreon, eventually we'll do a this for you. Yeah. That can be your extra content, the Yorkshire tragedy. See, even a house in Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so thank you for that. That was very interesting. Yeah. And something I had no idea about. No, I, I mean, I'm possibly not as interesting if you're not from around here, but I found it really interesting because it's literally happened so close to where we're sat right now. Yeah, we could throw a stone and not hit it at all, but <laughs> <laughs> it would, you know, it's close. Just it makes you think like, you know... All those years ago, he was just riding down here, screaming his head off, drunk, covered in his child's blood. But, I mean, nothing around here would be built then anyway. Like, no, this is but, all you know, this, this land we're on Open now. fields, yeah. Yeah. They still own... This is so, not you're saying be... the Carly Fish and Chip Shop wasn't there? It wasn't, no. The uh-huh. Fish and Chip Shop wasn't there. Uh, post office, also not no, there. No, no, no. Primary school, not there. <laughs> this is becoming, I feel... What about best one? Best, best one, one on the main road yeah. down there. Maybe. <laughs> Ye old best one. <laughs> Just as a point of clarification, nothing was ever called ye oldie, and ye oldie doesn't mean anything, so that's done. That's, <laughs> that's stupid. Um, 
so yeah that was really interesting um, and hopefully you know I mean all you've got horrible stories like this all across the UK from this period like I don't think there's a single town in the UK that won't have like one of these horrible stories like back in its past so do look into like own local history yeah, look like into local, history. local history is like a cool important thing to do as well because so much history is concerned with looking like big events local history like is important as well yeah the small stuff is interesting the small yeah. stuff that no one cares about it because it's not a big thing it didn't happen over a grand scale or a great you know place but you know to you and what you've got in your hometown might be actually really interesting yeah let's have a look mm. just I don't know Google's not always the best thing to find these things. Like sometimes no, you I mean need I to... don't know what I just told you how factual that is. I'm not Max. I don't read journals. I'm not you know historian. Oh no, I mean that's obviously a thing that happened. Like if it based a play off of it, and yeah, stuff yeah, like, that. like yeah. But um, I'd be interested to see what happened to his son. Yeah, we'll look. We'll have a little look later. For my own curiosity. Bonus little bonus episode. Yeah, for... bonus two minutes of what happened. You just have to donate two thousand pounds to our. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good, thank you. That was lovely. You are welcome. That was also horrible, though. Um, child murder. Always child always back murder. to child murder in this. I'm being pressed to death. He fucking yeah. deserved it, piece of shit. We have one, one nice week off for St. Olga being a badass and then yeah. straight back in with a child murder. Wonderful. Okay, so as uh, Kate said earlier, we're going to be looking at the Black Death for this week and next week. We, this week we're going to look at sort of what the Black Death was, how it's described, or what people think it was, because it's not actually clear... Um, and we'll talk about that in a second but I mean next week we'll talk about like the popular reactions to it because obviously if you're seeing all these people dying around you like you react in a pretty fucking mad way to it right like I mean the Black Death basically you're looking at die-offs across Europe between 40 and 60 percent yeah. Of everyone in Europe. Christ. Um, it, it varies from region to region because it's variously severe. England estimates, I mean, all these are sort of general estimates because you don't have particularly good census figures and stuff like that. A lot of them are no. sort of done off taxation records. But people, the sort of common consensus, about 48% of Eng- people in England died of the black, died from a black death. The black death happens, um, it arrives in England in about 1348 and it finishes by. 1352 really so it's about a four year period in England it's, um, it gets to England relatively late the latest place it gets to is Scandinavia in 1349 the first place it arrives is Italy um, in Sicily in 1347 mm-hmm. um, but yeah 48% of people if you see all those people dying off like imagine one in two people died Christ that's like one you know. your parents yeah well I mean if you have a family of four two of them are dead Wow. In every family, so imagine that happens. Imagine that happened now. God, the, the world would the have panic. a meltdown. Yeah. So it's a it's a big deal. Like Ebola. So yeah, I mean, Ebola that is. That wasn't even anywhere near. No, no, and I don't think. I mean, we'll talk for reasons about what the Black Death is and might be and wasn't, but Ebola isn't even as remotely as contagious as what no. actually spread across Europe in this period. So we're talking about the Black Death. And the reason why I'm going to go straight into it, why we're not talking about the plague, because the plague comes back in Europe again and again and again for yeah. like several hundred years. It doesn't just disappear. Um, but the Black Death is different to all these things because it's the level of people being killed from it is much, much higher than at any other point when it returns. Like the, the sheer levels of people dying is huge. 
So Black Death is uh, traditionally described as bubonic plague. That's how yeah. I guess everyone I knows. I the word bubonic so, yeah. so much. It's I don't re- know why. It's revolting because it's talking about bubos, which are like these big black sacks of blood that people would get <gasps> under their armpits and in their groins. I had those last week when I was... Born. You didn't have those. <laughs> Um, oh, my glands were swollen. Your glands were swollen. That's not the same as bubos. No, no, no. So, people, it's traditionally uh, seen to be bubonic plague, uh, which was first sort of discovered and sort of when people sort of turned to science in like the 1800s. Um, there's a guy uh, called uh, Yersin who discovered it. And so it's known as Yersinia pestis. And people still get Yersinia pestis plague in a lot of parts of the world. Like, it's still a thing in like Southeast Asia, I yeah. think. Um, it's not something that's been like completely exterminated but it's you know what you're talking about if this thing still exists now people aren't dying as a result of it like as much as they were and some of that you could argue is due to like maybe a natural immunity developing the problem with this in Europe is people either had an immunity to it or they didn't because out of the people that contracted plague 90% of them die it's got a 90% fatality rate so if you get it that's it you've got a 1 in 10 chance of surviving wow so yeah people didn't tend to recover from that and so you know if 1 in 10 people recovers from it and they build like a kind of biological immunity to it you know the chance of them actually passing that on with any sort of great deal of success to a wise enough group of people before the plague comes back you know, you're not getting a development in immunity. And so this is why people sort of think about what Black Death actually was. Was it bubonic plague? Because if that many people are dying um, in one time during the Black Death, but then not another time, you know, what's what's actually going on? And the theory that I kind of subscribe to is uh, one that's put forward by this guy called Oli Benedicto, among other people, was that one of the things that he argues is well in Scandinavia where the amount of people dying from it was absolutely huge you're talking um, similar if not slightly higher levels than it is in England um, bubonic plague it requires uh, a vector to pass on it's not like it's not a, it's referred to as a non-mobile bacillus which basically means the bacteria can't spread without something spreading it mm-hmm. so like it needs a human to incubate in it needs an animal to incubate in it needs a flea to incubate in mm-hmm. So for a long time people thought it was rodents that spread it and then people started to think it was fleas that spread it and then it's changed because it's not necessarily just flea bites that spread it, it's people spreading it to other people. Mm. Um, now for a long time people thought, well, unless you actually get blood on you from it, that can't happen, so it must be the fleas that are primarily responsible. But in Scandinavia, the climate's too cold for it to spread by fleas with oh, any right. sort of great deal of success. I thought it was fleas or rats. Or yeah, something. they tend not to survive the winter too well. Like you would have, mm-hmm. after one winter, it would have killed off. And so you get uh, the development of what they think is pneumonic plague, where it spreads through sneezing and stuff yeah. like that. So it combined. So Black Death, it seems like if it's a mutation of plague, um, it's definitely Yersinia pestis in some form or another, because about five years ago, six years ago, t- 2011, I think, they did, uh, they've done there was like a project all across Europe to like exhume mass burials and in uh, London in Mile End they um, dug up this mass grave and found that it was Yersinia pestis they did DNA tests on oh, it wow. and were able to find it because it stays in like the cavities of a teeth so as long as the teeth are preserved oh, um, you can get a DNA swab from it oh my god that's oh my god so they dug up bones yeah they dug up bones tested the teeth and the teeth showed it so you're seeing a pestis so we know it is bubonic plague or plague in some form but 
it's something that's definitely mutated. There's people that says it's like combined with typhus or some kind of coughing disease, yeah. and that's why it spreads so effectively. Because even people who might not have been exposed to the fleas, if during winter people get colds, they can transmit it that way. Oh my god, I feel ill. Yeah, it makes you feel poorly, doesn't it? Thinking about yeah, this. Yeah, it does. So it's a huge, huge number of people I am who are dying. Very yeah, I mean, talking about a plague when you're hungover is probably not uh, the, the main thing that you want to do. I could take a nap, to be honest. I'll wait, though. You wait. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. It's very polite of you to wait. Um, so, the origins of it, people believe it may have originated in sort of China or India or Central Asia. Some people thought that it used to be, or that it was similar to the plague of Justinian um, that happened in late antiquity I'm, I'm saying late antiquity because I don't actually know the century that happened in I want to say 5th but I'm not sure um, where basically um, this horrible plague with sort of similar die off levels to the Black Death happened in um, the the Byzantine Empire and killed loads and loads of people but it's not people aren't certain it's the same thing it can survive for 40 days um in a flea Shit. Um, and this is one of the reasons why it's able to come from a far yeah. far distance away because how long do fleas even live? well I think the fleas live 40 days um, oh, so, so it can just yeah it can live as long as the flea lives that's basically gnarly shit in it so that's why it's able to jump these huge distances because if you get fleas on ships um, yeah and yeah which everybody and, was ridden yeah <laughs> yeah everyone was and the, the amount oh, of oh my god I just can't no hand washing no Purell no Purell, no. No, no hand washing. No nothing. Um, I'm surprised we didn't die out. I mean... It, I'm surprised there was no apocalypse. People thought it was. Yeah, like... Um, and we'll get to this next week, um, rather than spoiling all that, that okay. stuff. But yeah, people genuinely thought this might be the, the end of the, the world. End, yeah. Which you might be... You know, if it happened now, people would probably think it was the apocalypse. Like, again, just going back to this idea that people in the Middle Ages are no stupider than we are today. Like, people are exactly as intelligent, they just had a different sort of frame yeah, of references to exist in. And, uh, yeah, they probably thought it was the end of the world, just as we would equally think yeah, it was the end of the well, world. I would if something massive like this was happening. God, without. Can you imagine? It's, it's almost unimaginable, like, yeah. what how you'd react to it. So basically, um, that maybe contagion. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's exactly the same sort of thing mm. as would happen in contagion. That's a good ah. film. I want to watch that again. I haven't seen that yeah, in a while. Yeah, let's watch it. Um, so the, the impact and extent it really differs from region to region, mainly because of this difference in climate, um, the mutation of bacteria, and like natural immunization. Like a few people who might have had immunity to it or didn't contract it yeah. might have been immune as it was anyway. So maybe all the people that died of it were people just who had no natural immunity to something that, you know, had some kind of genetic superiority. Maybe it is something you know to do with human evolution, yeah. and all these people die. You know, again, this is not my wheelhouse. This is all like genetic science and yeah. stuff like that and I'm not a bacteriologist if you want to read a good book about it um, you want to look at uh, um, The Black Death by Ollie Benedicto um, Benedicto spelled B-E-N-E-D-I-C-T-O-W mm-hmm. oh. yeah thank you it's good I really enjoyed that book it's kind of like science-y it's but fine have you read it all? yeah it's very good cool not for this I read this years ago like I didn't mm-hmm. have time to read all of it again but um so yeah it spreads uh, really really effectively so we're going to talk about how it went into England it came in about 8th of May 
um, oh, specific. Specific, yeah. A year yeah. ago today. A year ago today. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, today. that's weird. It's the 8th of May. Yeah. Um, 800, uh, no, not 800, 700, and I'm not good at math. 769, 69, 769 years ago. On this day, 769 years ago, the plague broke out in England. Yeah, it entered England in Weymouth. In the southwest. Bloody Weymouth. So it will be uh, from a ship going there. It entered Cornwall at the end of 1348, travelling overland from Devon. Travels overland to Oxford and Buckinghamshire in 1348. London by September 1348. Cambridge by October 1348. Oh, it's moving fast. Yeah, it spreads very quickly. You know, you're only talking really sort of four or five months to start spreading across the entire country. Shit. It, it reaches... Uh, Lincoln by mid-February 1349, so it slows down as it goes north because, well, I don't really know why. I guess it's a longer distance for it to travel. People might not be making that journey so frequently if plague's breaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, and York by the 1st of April 1349, around the same time it ends up in Scandinavia as well. And by summer 1349, you've got all of the British Isles are affected by it, basically. Scotland, Ireland, Wales, and... I know we talked about the population DARF of about 48%, but there's a population decline of about 66% uh, across the British Isles. So obviously these things have like a knock-on effect. Like it's not just like 48% of people die and then the remaining 52% just get on with life (laughs) as it was. Like people, if there's not people farming, then you're going to have food shortages. You know, it's, it has a knock-on effect for everything, as it would today. You know, with forty-eight percent of everyone well, in England died. Forty-eight percent of people out, like. Yeah, I mean, you'd you'd have a pretty like, tough existence all those for a few years. Do those, whatever, whoever they are, God, society would just collapse. Yeah. Especially with some fucking morons that live in this country. Yeah. Roughly the Brexit split as well, 48 and 52%. It is. Maybe all the people that voted to leave would die. Yeah, we can only dream. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a cataclysmic thing that happens in Europe. You, when you're talking about places like Italy, you're talking about sort of 60% in, like, Italian city-states. Um, and what we have is a uh, recording of this from a guy called Boccaccio who wrote it to Cameron, which is this really famous piece of medieval literature. And so Boccaccio, he describes the actual symptoms of a plague. Um, yeah. Which is just revolting. So yeah, I'll read from Boccaccio now. So there was an issue of uh, blood from the nose was a manifest sign of inevitable death. But in men and, and women alike, it first betrayed itself by the emergence of certain tumours in the groin or armpits, <gasps> some of which grew as large as a common apple, others as an egg, some more, some less which a common folk called gavoccioli, which I guess is like your bubo. Ooh. From the two said parts of the body, this deadly gavocciola uh, soon began to propagate and spread itself in all directions indifferently, after which the form of the malady began to change, black spots or livid making their appearance in many cases on the arm or thigh or elsewhere, now few and large, then minute and numerous. Numbers, numerous? <laughs> God. <laughs> and as the gavocciola had been... Uh, and had been and still were an infallible token of him approaching death such were also these spots on whomever they showed themselves which maladies set entirely at naught both the art of a physician and all the virtue of a physic 
Indeed, where, whether it was a disorder was of a nature to defy such treatment or that the physicians were at fault, beside the qualified, there was now a multitude of men and women who practised without having received the slightest tincture of medical science, and being ignorant of its source, failed to apply proper remedies. In either case, not merely were those that covered few, but almost all within three days of the appearance of said symptoms, sooner or later died, and in most cases without any fever or any other attendant Shit. malady. So you've got about three days once he's things start showing so you really did get black spots and is that why it's called black yeah death? the black death yeah um the black death as a term actually doesn't get used until like the 16th or 17th century for this this is not something they went around calling the black death like boccaccio doesn't call it the black death no one at the time calls it a black death it's really i think it's 16th and 17th century like swedish and uh norwegian scholars start talking about it as the black death yeah so yeah it's a i mean it's a very evocative name obviously you know the black death is a pretty gnarly thing to call such a... I had an email address that was Black Death something. Did you? Yeah, when I was like 15. What was that about? Not sure. Not Try to be like cool and edgy and... <laughs> cool and edgy. Goth and that email, whatever. Black Death 69. <laughs> I, yeah, essentially it might have been that, yeah. Mm. It was definitely Black Death a number at hotmail.com or .co.uk, one of them. Very good. Very embarrassing. Yeah, almost as embarrassing as my email address. But not. Cathedral Bones. Oh no, that's fine. I'm talking about my uh, Fallout Boy. Oh uh, <laughs> <one>. uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling you what that is, everyone. <laughs> I'll tell you on the bonus episode. <laughs> on the bonus episode, you need to donate $4,000 to Patreon and you can find out my childhood email address. I say childhood, I was old enough to know better when I got my email address, to you be honest. We were old enough to know better when we had our ridiculous MSN screen names. And... Yeah, oh god, remember. Oh. Like you put like lyrics in your status and stuff like that. Yeah, depending on how you're feeling or who you were crushing on. Or... Yeah. Can you feel your heart beat racing? <laughs> hey! <laughs> I'm seeing under earth tonight. <laughs> you are seeing under earth tonight. Oh. Excited about that? Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, basically what happens. Um, that's how it's described, and it's uh, really, really revolting. So you've got all these people dying off. The signs and symptoms for it, you know, it's not just Boccaccio is describing it. There's other um, symptoms. You can get an acute fever with uh, vomiting and blood. Just your general sort of vomiting and blood vomiting of blood sorry yeah usual sort of flu-like symptoms I guess do you vomit blood when you get the flu? I guess not no I don't mean that but I mean I guess you probably yeah, been generally unwell you had a fever you were sneezing you were coughing yeah yeah I mean and you've got to think about all the other health problems that people had at this time as well other things that people would die from oh yeah I mean like um yeah I mean flu would have been fatal yeah, um, and uh, a lot of diseases. What did everyone die from? Oh God! That other word, um, cholera, typhus. No, 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 no. But it was oh, TB. TB. But they called it something else. Oh, like consumption. Consumption. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I always think like I don't Everybody's know. Everybody's like, oh, she died of consumption. I'm like, what is consumption? I feel. I don't know. Like again medical history is not my forte but mm. I feel like TB wasn't really like that much of a thing in the middle ages no but consumption was no but consumption TB is the same thing I, is I, it I don't I don't know like I said I, this is outside of my wheelhouse now like if someone knows better than me please say was <laughs> tuberculosis consumption flux as well don't they call it the bloody flux tuberculosis that's all the same thing I always feel like that's a Victorian disease mm. and like consumption I always think of like yeah, maybe people I'm in like the southern like states Jack. of America, like, oh, I, my wife died of a consumption. <laughs> I 
like what that. that? <laughs> and I'm Southern thinking States, like maybe it? like Jack the Ripper times, like a lot of people are dying yeah. of consumption then, so I'm probably thinking of it later in, in, the, in history, yeah. actually. But I don't know, I don't know when tuberculosis... Consumption is TB, basically. Yeah, but I don't know when it becomes a thing. TB's making a comeback, guys, be careful, you should all have your TB jab. I'm it's not a joking. Big thing. Yeah, you should, yeah. Um, but you've got all these anti-vaccination people. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's back, there's actual, there's a serious uh, issue about uh, TB in this country again. Yeah. Um massive TB service now available in Bradford really yeah it was, that's nuts I'm a nurse and they're advertising jobs for it and uh, yeah because it's, it's and you can't believe it because you know who has TB yeah it's massive in, massive in China big in China TB alright okay. yeah and um, like when uh, I was there what, 10 years ago no more than that like 12 13 years ago yeah um, it's from people spitting in the streets because they spit for good luck yeah um, yeah, and yeah. so like so people spit for good luck and then I think TB can only spread when like the like spit particles like splash and spray and like create like a sort of almost Ooh, like a mist yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah. from the actual like saliva itself but it's like when you spit yeah. like it creates like a yeah yeah so they um, about that. <laughs> so the really nice thing they did in China to combat this um, so it's not oh, just like spitting fountains yeah they had like these huge like vats which people could spit in for good luck oh, so it's just made a big vat of fucking TB riddled spit. mist yeah and I walked past loads of them and Wonderful. It, was, it was revolting you had a TB injection though yeah I've never had BCG uh, <gasps> but um, I had it well no sorry I didn't have my BCG when everyone had their BCG you know like in secondary school it was like a a thing that everyone got done. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I had mine done when uh, when I moved Somewhere. to Portugal when I was little. Oh, okay. So That's you... why, because like TB, I think was still a thing there. So you had your TB shot when you went out there. Yeah. We've talked about TB a lot now. Sorry, <laughs> this is about the black death, but TB is interesting. Yeah. So um, acute fever and vomiting of blood, um, freckleite spots and rashes. Um, some people think that might have been the flea bites. Yeah. But um, rather than actual symptoms of it. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, really really revolting um, but it's described in like such a number of ways like people saying it could be like a lung infection that leads to breathing difficulties so I mean that sort of backs up the idea of it's this pneumonic plague where people sort of sneeze and cough and you know spread it like that Ugh. so I mean yeah that's really sort of the reason why we're sort of looking at this today is because the really sort of at least for me anyway really interesting stuff that happens is like all the social history stuff as a result of the Black Death so people's reaction to it is you know is great we, we get some really really interesting uh, and mad sort of religious fanaticism that comes off as a result of it so we'll go into oh really oh yeah people go nuts for it like it's uh, so I'm going to save that for next week like this was really just like an introductory like 20 minutes on what the Black Death might or might not have been and like a little bit of discussion of the disgusting symptoms of it um you know I'm a social history guy I'm not a medical science history guy like you know it's an interesting thing to me but I'd much rather learn about you know how people react to things because that's you're social I don't give a shit about people or how they feel I just care about like dirty illnesses yeah (laughs) well you'll get some real interesting stuff next week I promise Um, so yeah we'll save that and that that wasn't uh, negative to you but that's just just a different interest isn't it well you're you're in the field of medicine medicine, I would uh, yeah immunology and stuff like that and um, communicable communicable disease is really interesting yeah you know got all sorts of modern modern things that aren't half as bad obviously but you know people still respond in the same way I imagine think about HIV in the 80s oh yeah 
Imagine the outrage. Yeah, I mean Ebola in Africa yeah. now. People like you look how terrified people were of anyone who had the symptoms of Ebola and like. Oh my god, people! Yeah. Like had to like segregate them and stuff, and like which is smart. Like quarantine is a thing, and people actually in the Middle Ages understood quarantine like after the Black Death happened and whenever plague came back again people knew that quarantining people was actually a good method of like keeping the disease contained like yeah. once once someone showed symptoms of it like the best thing to do was just to like to stick them in their houses and keep them in there they should have just kept everyone in didn't they just well I suppose we'll get into that next week but didn't they wasn't there just bodies everywhere no I mean this is like one of the sort of common misconceptions where like people in the middle ages understood like how the disease worked but like they believed that um, that some people well they believed a lot of things about what caused it but one of the sort of common things was it was caused by um, miasma which is like this sort of pollutant in the air which is kind of (laughs) that word's funny miasma (laughs) do you like that it's like (laughs) miasma's really bad today miasma very good (laughs) Must be all this pollution. My asthma is so. <laughs> Sorry. My asthma. Yeah. Uh, God, that's just completely thrown me off. My asthma. Because now every time I say it, I'm just gonna be thinking about my asthma. My Your asthma. asthma. Christ's sake. People thought it was my asthma, which was caused by like sort of the bad sort of odors and bad humors in the air. Humors. Yeah, like it was. Like, yeah, humus. Like it was based on like the humoral medicine theory, ah. the idea that medicine belonged to like, um, or that all like diseases came from like one of four humors. I think like hot, wet, cold, and dry. So like, those were like the four humors. I think that's true. <laughs> Do you? No. Well. <laughs> Moist and warm is what most bacteria likes to grow in. Yeah, so yeah, no, they're kind of on the money with that, but yeah. they'd like say like you you might be ill from like an excessive like cold, so you'd need to like apply heat. Yeah. Or like Which isn't true. You don't get cold from it being cold, do you? No. You get cold from a bacterial infection. Yeah. Um or a viral, viral infection. infection viral infection, Max, yes. Because they're cold and not treatable with antibiotics. Guys, stay away from the GP. Yeah, do stay away from a GP because you people are ruining our NHS. If you go yeah, for a GP for a cold, please don't do it. that. Seriously, <laughs> unless you're like bleeding, heavily, seriously bleeding, cardiac arresting, you can't breathe or have an allergic reaction, don't go to any or call an ambulance either. No. And if it's none of those things, don't call What about when I had kidney stones? Get to any via another method of of transport. What about when I had kidney stones, though? Well, you should have gone to hospital a lot sooner. Okay. But you probably could have driven there. Driven? I couldn't... Not yourself. Someone else could have driven you. In London? In London. (laughs) (laughs) Got my tube with kidney stones. Anyway, this is your uh, local MP for... (laughs) Yeah. It's party political now, isn't it? Yeah. Try and stay away from that. Um, so yeah, people thought it was caused by miasma, so we've explained miasma, and humours. So they knew that to... They thought that miasma would be caused by the dead bodies, so they buried the bodies pretty quickly. Did like, they? yeah, and in mass graves like, and set stuff. Fire to them in the street and that and dance around and things. No, no. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> yeah, just to wind me up, was it? Yeah. yeah thanks. Uh, so like Blackheath in London Ooh. is where they buried, like there's plague pits out there and that's why it's called Blackheath. Oh. Because they buried loads of victims of Black Death there. Mile End as well. Like they um, knew that they needed to bury them on mile outside the city of London. Mile, mile End, End. Just sounds rancid as well. Mile End's all right. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, people they kind of knew that 
some basic like medical techniques like they did still have people who'd gone to study medicine at universities and stuff and while it's not the sa- sort of same as our modern scientific form of medicine like some of the things they did employ were a little bit effective like knowing to quarantine people after the first time it happened and knowing to bury the bodies yeah. so that the infection couldn't spread so they knew the, you know they weren't stupid were they no of course not so yeah that's uh, like the black death all the sort of what the disease was and next week we'll really get into you know we'll spend probably the full hour on what happens like maybe no torture method maybe no little story because there's so many things that happen as a result of it so many different movements that pop up all across Europe and turn into cults and stuff like that it's wonderful so yeah Black Death best left in the past Um, and it was like it doesn't it doesn't return in the form that it had done between 1346 and 1352 people still get plague and die and uh, it's nowhere near as bad Um, if you want to watch a terrible film about well it's not a terrible film but it's not really about Black Death Um, there's a film called Black Death with Sean Bean in it really yeah it's good sort of it's like a hammer horror but like I think it was like one of the you know how like hammer horror came back as a new a new thing like it had been like the studios have been shut for ages and they reopened them to like release stuff under a hammer I'm pretty sure Black Death was like the first one that they did under that when was this Oh god, a few years ago now, like six years ago, 2010, I want to say. Oh, so like when they brought X uh, Thingy's a Hammer Horror, isn't it? Um, Wake World? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So around um, that time, I guess. Women in Black. Women in Black, yeah. yeah. That's Hammer. So yeah, um, and that's, I'd say it's worth watching. It's quite interesting. Yeah. It's got about religious fanatics in it, at least, well, anyway. It's a bit of um, homework for you guys to do. Watch The Black Death by. by Starring Sean Bean. Starring Sean Bean. It's just like... Jon Snow. No, that's not him. No. Ned Stark. Ned Stark. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> if you want to watch a really terrible, awful film about the Black Death, which has just... N- like, it's so historically inaccurate, it's unreal. Um, watch uh, Season of a Witch with Nicolas Cage oh, in it. Oh, <laughs> no. I watched that cinema. Yeah, it's terrible. No, wait. No, I'm out. Uh, no, I think I saw it through. Did you? But I wanted to leave the cinema. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's oh, one of the worst films I've ever seen. Lord, like makes some fucking stinkers. Yeah, you? it's a bad film anyway, but for a medievalist, it's painfully, painfully bad. Like, the idea that he's still on crusade in, like, 1340-something. I mean, that is just incorrect. We all know Nicolas Cage was definitely not on crusade in 1346. He wasn't even born. Well, actually, you've seen the pictures of, like, the theory that Nicolas Cage is actually a vampire. <laughs> not seen that like he's an immortal like there's a photo of him because he doesn't age yeah, he absolutely a... does age no but there's a photo of like this dude from like the American Civil War who literally looks the same as Nicolas Cage oh I might have seen that yeah, yeah so maybe yeah yeah I mean he's not obviously That'd be so good. like he's not a vampire I wish that was a real thing yeah cool that's part one of the Black Death part one uh, so I guess just torture method torture left to do now of the week Need that jingle. Need that jingle sorted. Record it. We've got a microphone. You can just record it with your beautiful singing voice. I want someone to do it for me, like somebody with talent. I don't know. Ben Howard. Ben Howard. Ben. You want Ben Howard to do our Ben torture method for you? Do me a jingle. Are you busy with your angelic voice and your angel face? (laughs) Um, Sweet baby angel. Um... Yeah, y'all can do torture method this week. Yeah, aren't we've you? had a bit of a switcheroo. Uh, little story of the week. And since you gave me this opportunity, I just decided that I wanted to go with my favourite one, the, like the most death metal torture execution yeah. method that there is. Go on. Sawing <laughs> the saw. So yeah. 
now one of the sort of things that always come across like with some torture devices is like how often were these things actually used like how many times is this actually done but and in Europe like loads and loads of like quote unquote medieval sites on the internet say that like oh it was a common torture method during the Inquisition and witch hunts mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I don't think there's really any evidence for that but it happens a lot in like the Ottoman Empire they love sawing people in half so the first person that really gets sort of done by this that um, we know of is uh, Simon the Zealot who was one of uh, Jesus's apostles and when he was martyred in Persia when he was out you know trying to spread Christianity um, they uh, tied his legs to two posts with him upside down and sawed him from it's I think is it translaterally straight down the middle basically and like Trans- yeah. from groin to head oh. now <laughs> Again, this is, you know, for me, like anything being torn in half or sawn in half is like, that's the worst. Like when we had that happening to Olga's husband last week with the birch trees where it ripped him apart like tissue paper. Um, So yeah, um, Simon was, yeah, and there's a really lovely illustration by Lucas Cranach, the elder, who's this uh, sort of early modern artist with him being sawed from between his butt cheeks and all the way down very very painful Um, so yeah it's not something that seems to be used that much in Europe really there's not really any evidence for it Um, but they love it in uh, in sort of the the Middle East and like the Ottoman Empire Um, so um, it happens during the Crusades you have uh, people being sawn yeah just um, some of them were like um the Armenians who will get a shit deal in history really like the Turks in 1915 committed genocide against them and that incident was where the term genocide actually comes from oh is that Um, what the Kardashians are the Kardashians are Armenians yeah but the Crusaders um, didn't like the Armenians either and flayed some of them buried others up to a neck and the rest were sawn apart so that's nice was it torture though or was it no, it's kind of like an execution method. Like some people say, it's used as a form of torture. Like because you wouldn't saw, you'd saw for as long as a person could take it, which wouldn't be very it wouldn't long. Very long. Because at all, if you're sawing from, start. yeah, like I mean, if you come at me with a saw or a birch tree, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking telling you what you want to hear. Yeah, and you know what? They're probably going to kill you anyway. But maybe they'll just chop your head off and not saw you in half. If someone came at me with a wood saw or like even like a junior hacksaw. And like, just started having a little go on my perineum. <laughs> that be it. They could, I could tell them anything. Just things that aren't true. But, but I was a prime minister of Canada. Like, I would tell them whatever they wanted to hear. I'm like, a Kardashian. I'm a Kardashian. <laughs> but if they were a crusader, then they'd probably just keep on. Going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the Ottomans seem to love it. The Ottoman Empire is this. Um, Who are they? They sound like furniture. Well, yeah, the, they are, the, the furniture is the namesake of the Ottoman Empire. Right. So basically, uh, it's, the, I guess, Turkish Empire. Like, it's the empire sort of in Turkey. Uh, they press into Europe. They're responsible for the eventual downfall of the Byzantine Empire when they conquer Constantinople in 1453. Um, and, uh, yeah, when they do conquer Constantinople... They have uh, people flayed alive, roasted on spits, oh. uh, and some were sawn asunder and torn to pieces by horses. Now, again, whenever you're talking about stuff like this, we're probably going to make the Turks to be out to be crueler than they actually are. But um, they, they do it a lot. Um, 1460, 
They have someone sawn in two, um, the Castellan of the Castle of Mistras, sawn in two. Um, 1460, there's a Hungarian general. Um, the Turks pressed right into Europe during this period, and he was uh, seized by the Turks, regarded as a traitor and a spy, and sawed in half at Constantinople. Um, it's account after account of um, this happening there. So while you see like lots of sort of like torture museum websites saying, oh, this was used as a method of execution in Europe, like frequently. I can't find any examples of this like actually happening. Like, but the Ottomans loved it. The Ottomans seemed to go absolutely crazy for it. Oh, um, it's just as barbaric as you can get, isn't it? Yeah, it's really, really nice. And that's not to say that like, you know, the stuff done in Europe wasn't equally barbaric. But sawing someone in half for me is just the fucking gnarliest thing you can do to a human yeah. being. Like, if you had. I think any method of execution that's the worst for me. Uh, yeah. Although crushing doesn't sound too great either. Yeah, but you kind of like might asphyxiate and like that asphyxiation. Like some sitting on my ribcage makes me feel very unwell. Worse than being sawed in half no. from the groin no, downwards. You're right. You're or groin right. upwards, but you being upside down. Oh Jesus Christ! I mean, at least you'd be dead relatively quickly, I guess. Like. You'd go into shock very quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you mean if you? Oh, if you're being sword, sword yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd probably go into shock from a, from stroke one. So yeah, that's a torture. Well, torture slash execution method of the week. Wonderful, thank you. Revolting, isn't it? But I felt like I needed to do that one. Like I felt you like really I wanted to get it in there, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, had to get out of my system. Well, you'll have your time again, you know. Yeah, I can do another one, can I? Yeah. yeah okay, that's lovely. When I've got a new story that I like, we'll, we'll swap. Wonderful. So, uh, yeah, that was the, an introduction of Black Death. I feel like we didn't spend that long on it, but, you know... Yeah, but it was, it was quite fact-heavy, that, so I think that's yeah. enough. And also, I mean, we can't fit all into one episode. Like, all the stuff that happens in the Black Death, this is why we split into two parts. And I'd rather just get the, the business out of the way. Yeah. Business than pleasure? Mm, Maybe not pleasure. Yeah, business, it's going um, to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully everyone will listen next week and find out what it is it will be up um, I mean I'm saying next week it will be up before that because we're going on holiday next week so yes. um, it will be up on Sunday and this will be up uh, today which is Monday so yeah, yeah. so you get no yeah you'll do it, if, we'll do it in a week's time so you get another episode in a week and then maybe you might want to have a break for a week because we're on holiday yeah holiday get that in again we're going on holiday we're going on holiday we're going to enjoy that <laughs> okay so uh, thanks a lot for listening oh and please 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 follow us on twitter at best left into past yeah instagram also best left into past the facebook group is best left in the past um also please please we leave us a review on itunes yeah please do that it uh, it helps it the I don't know how the internet works, but it raises the profile of it yeah, so the it does, more yeah just... so if you enjoy it leave a five star review don't leave like a four star review I feel much passive aggressive if someone did that if you leave a four star review I'm going to be really just upset just give us a five star review like it's so quick you don't have to write a law write what the fuck you want write anything yeah we don't charge you for this all we ask is a review yeah or don't whatever no do it I don't want to come across too needy I'm needy okay love me <laughs> love. love my podcast okay so thanks a lot for listening and uh, we'll yeah thank you I was going to be like we'll speak to you again next time <laughs> We'll speak at you again You're next so time. Awkward. I am an oh. awkward person. Bye. Bye. <laughs>